In business, Deloitte sees two approaches to innovation. People who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and people who use cloud to engineer it. Creating new revenue with industry cloud platforms, optimizing costs through multi-cloud adoption, and adopting technologies from AI to edge. Join the innovators. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and get the end-to-end services you need to get the cloud value you expect. Deloitte. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two, old school. I was sitting back and a lot of the discussion today, especially in the Big Ten Conference, was the skill sets, the specific skill sets of different coaches. And they were trying to figure out what Mel Tucker does well, what what Ryan Day does well. Um, And they're trying to identify what Scott does well. So if I went up and down and just mentioned some coaches, you can tell me your thoughts on what they do well, right? Part of their personas, their coaching personas. Right. Um, Mel Tucker, what does Mel Tucker do well? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to call Travaris, but I'm sure just from the outside looking in, I'm sure he's um, – I, I, I could know from the few times that I've met him and talked, he's straightforward, straight mm-hmm. up, like straight up which is great. He's a man's man and he's got a ton of experience. I, I'm sure he is, he's a, he, he has a unique ability and I, and like I said, I don't know. I'm just guessing here, mm-hmm. just looking at, yeah. to create um, a little, I don't know, like a edge, I guess, you know, but it's not really that hard because Dan Antonio already had it mm-hmm. there. But he had it a little bit at Colorado, which, you know, is a unique situation where, you know, you come in and they had a pretty good quarterback and all that, so he's able to do it. So, you know, you could just rally the troops, and he's like, he's, uh, you know, I know he's real straightforward. I know, I mean, it, the only reason I say that is because that Hayward was the starting running back. He wanted to go in the portal, and he said, go ahead and go. We'll welcome you back. But then he welcomed him back. He's like, all right, well, this is going to be your role if you come back. So he's straight up. Um I think he maybe does a – I don't know. I mean, it's different. Their team's different when you have a lot of guys that are coming in that are experienced versus starting over from scratch. I don't. I mean, it's so – I don't – but he's – he's. I mean, don't be fooled by Mel Tucker's press conference. Mm-hmm. Homeboy is on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, so the Mel Tucker that you see on TV, kind of aloof, and that's not, that's not the ones that coach. That's not the dude that coaches. Okay. So I don't. I mean, I don't know what that's called. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, that's what. That's, yeah, I mean, you, I only can guess. Yeah, yeah, you do. It was <laughs> um, Ryan Day. What does what does that coaching philosophy persona seem like to you? Oh, I think he's. He seems like. Uh, I mean, he's very. He seems like he's very smart. Obviously, 
Um, I think I seen one thing a couple of years ago about when he was talking to the team. He seems like he motivates pretty good. I think the difference between him and Urban, he's probably a little bit more relaxed and maybe easier to talk to in his office mm-hmm. versus guys would only go to Urban in office if they needed something or maybe we're getting, you know, summoned. <laughs> uh, but I know Ryan Dave, don't don't get don't don't let the rosy cheeks fool you and uh, you know, always being clean cut and he gets after it. Yeah, it seems like there is a a, a a difference between the two, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing either. But, uh, you know, he learned a lot from Urban, though. So he was able to learn from Urban. Urban kind of took a chance on him. Remember when they hired him, they were like, who is this dude? And NFL teams really liked him. Yeah. Uh, Urban, you know, took didn't take a chance on him, but kind of groomed him. So he was able to say, okay, I'm taking this from Urban. This is what works. This is how things work at Ohio State, which is – like any other university, there's a lot of politics, and so you got to be able to do that. And then he was able to take his own, you know, put his own like uh, spices to it with not a lot of pressure. Yes, there was pressure coming after Urban Meyer, but there's not a lot of pressure when you got Justin Fields at quarterback, Alive A. Wilson, and you had Chase Young at defense and all those other guys. That's not a lot of pressure. Yeah. You're kind of like, it's kind of like handed, being handed a business that's already going to make you. $500,000 a year, then you got to figure out how I can kind of get this thing in year two or three to a million. But you already start, you're already ahead of the game. You get what I'm saying? So that's what he does well, I'm assuming. I mean, it's, you know, he's a, he's a great coach. I, I mean, and he's he's gotten better every year. You know, they've met the challenge, couldn't get over Clemson, and then they beat them and so forth and so on. What What are your thoughts on Jim Harbaugh? He's just, well, he's a big personality. Um, I know he knows offense, so I know he knows defense. He's a look. He's a coach. He's a he's a he's a football coach. He loves football. You know, I think I watched that thing where they went in a season with Michigan. So he motivates the guys. I just think you know one thing. I I I, I like his uh, what he does well is that I think that you know his big personality. So he kind of like overshadows the players. So he kind of shields them from a lot of the probably stuff that you know, goes on, but, you know, he does a good job of managing people, and he's a good coach. He's won everywhere he's been. Um, if you can win at the University of San Diego, Oof. and uh, I think you coached a year or two without getting paid, I mean, that's that's pretty good. What is – is what's the best way to put this? Is Pat Fitzgerald in a good place or bad place? Do you think with his personality, you think he could do oh, better yeah. elsewhere? Or do you think, think he's in the he, right place? I, I think he could coach anywhere. Yeah. I do. I think he can clean up and kind of schmooze. But I think also he can definitely crack open a couple beers and, you know, be at Wisconsin drinking drinking some spotted cows and stuff. Like that <laughs> there. So I think he – and I think Northwestern's there. He's a North, He's a Chicago guy. He knows the landscape. He's the – probably the most – prominent player ever to play there may I, I, I mean i'm not trying to dish i'm sure there's been some other there's been some other great players but look he was the guy he's the one yeah he's the one okay and he stayed so he's at the right place for him but he would be i think he'd be successful anywhere what, thoughts on james franklin uh i think he's a i think he's a great or not a great i think he's a good recruiter i'm sure he's a great recruiter um i think he does really well as far as uh you know dealing with you know, probably all the stuff that, you know, Happy Valley is a different place, you know. So yep. his big big personality and that small bubble or fish, you know, fish bowl of a world there in that little valley, he does well with that. 
Um, you know, I think he does a good thing of like, again, motivating his players, challenging his players. Um, I think he, you know, from the few times I've heard him, you know, talk about players individually, you know, he, he challenges them and he might even like in a, in a coach's, in a good coach's way, call them out. But then also he's very, very protective and supportive of his players as well. So you gotta, you gotta respect that. And I'm sure the guys like him. You think he's in the big 10 conference next year? No. I don't think I think he's somewhere else. I think he's kind of ran his course at uh, Penn State, um, and I think he's built it up enough for whoever. If he does decide to leave, whoever comes in is going to, you know, like Penn State. You know, they're always going to have great recruiting classes and stuff like that. So I think you know he's done his job and he came in after Bill O'Brien and never, you know, he didn't let it slip at all. Uh, Kirk Ferentz. Well, I mean, he's the model of consistency. Um, I think he's instilled a quiet, like, toughness and um, I don't know if you want to call it swagger, but just, you know, you know what I'm saying? He's a he's the he's a staple of that program. Um, I think he's probably a different personality than the dry guy you see on the, you know, videos or whatever. Um, so, you know, he's a you got he's a Hall of Fame coach, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, he's he's uh, done really well for that program. He's had numerous times he could have probably pursued other opportunities and he's built it up now to where they're pretty consistent. So it used to be like Iowa would be good for like one or two years and then they take two years off, you know, probably because the recruiting classes. Right mm-hmm. now, he's kind of like it's every single year and they're even better the years that they're not supposed to be. Um, and the one thing I like uh, I can respect about him um is that you know he's 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 I I probably won't say that but uh, yeah I mean he's you know uh, you know I was gonna yeah I, I mean he's just been the model of consistency I'll just leave it at that. People have ranging opinions on PJ Fleck. What are yours? Well, first of all, it's it's all about PJ, big personality, but um, and he has his kind of like deal that he does right is like you know roll the boat and all that stuff. He really believes it and he gets the players to believe it. Um, you know, take all that aside, right? Mm-hmm. He's a good football coach. He is. I mean, you got you got to give him a you got to give him kudos that because they I just seen that they're running what their guy that's playing now is out for a season. He's down to like his fifth running back. Mm-hmm. They've had four, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe five guys go over 100 this year. So, he's built a program. The one thing I'll say about him is that he's built that program to kind of model like Minnesota people, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you, and you big offensive offensive line, try to be physical, you know, the, you know, and and then they, he, he, I mean, he goes down and recruits Florida. He goes and recruits and he's, and he's, he's a, he's a volume recruiter. Yeah. He can sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Brown. Uh, phenomenal play caller. Phenomenal play caller. Uh, I think he's tough. The one thing I like about him, he's not afraid to make a hard decision as far as making, you know, changes or or actually changes to his program. Um, when you have a coach that kind of put, throws himself out there and said I, he hadn't done a good job of sticking to the run, he has some self reflection, and so he's all. He, and like, again, he could have went back to Louisville, didn't stayed, um, and uh, you know he's able to take. I don't even want to say you know disrespect to say lesser talent, but he's able to find ways to create offense with like three or four different quarterbacks because there was a time that where his top three quarterbacks all got hurt 
for numerous weeks during one season. Still was pretty productive. So, um, you know, I think I like. I mean, he's a good coach. I mean, all the Big Ten coaches, every single one of them, from one to fourteen, you ain't gonna have it. You don't got a bad coach. Loxley. Um, I think you know. I think for him, when I see from him, I, mean, I think he's a really good communicator. I think he's a good recruiter because uh, you can tell by their last class that he's really up the Maryland profile and is not afraid to go sell his product. Um, and they're an exciting team. Um, so I think he's a he's a he's a good fit for the DMV where. Um, he can go into numerous houses from different backgrounds, be what you know, and do well. He's a national championship assistant coach. He obviously with Alabama, uh, but then he's raised the profile of Maryland, and and they're kind of like fit for each other, right? It's you know they realize Maryland's not going to be, you know, in the championship series, but also they're you know they're going to get try to get people in the stands because they're getting athletes in that area, getting guys, um, and then also he's going to put up a lot of points. Shiano. Uh, I mean, if I could say that he fits Rutgers, he fits Jersey, and he's a like what he did before. He'll do it again. And if you watch Rutgers play, they're they're a well coached team. Um, and he and he's a football coach. If um, Bilema, if if Bielma <laughs> was offering you a job, would you take it? Could you coach with Brett Bielma? Depends on what position they offered, but I think he could. I think I could. I think at the end of the day, look, he's the head coach, so you got to deal with. You know, he's a little quirky, and but he's done a good job most of the place he's been. And obviously, Wisconsin was his best job or best, you know, job. He's you know he he did. Um, but you know, everybody I've seen, everybody I've talked to said he's a he's a he's a football coach. I think his personality is different considering. Uh, you know the run-ins with players at the professional level. Let you know it. It would be it's it's probably would be a little bit different coaching for him unless you're just a guy trying to get started. And you're you know you got to kind of deal with sometimes those coaches. Tom Allen. Oh, I love Tom Allen. Um, extreme motivator. Very very uh, passionate guy. Loves Indiana. I, I mean I think he's great. You know I, I've interviewed him a couple times. Um, He's a, he's a, he's a, he's all football coach. Uh, there's no doubt that he's going to probably turn him around next year, just because I'm sure he's extremely uh, motivated. And obviously, you know, he thinks that they should be a lot better. Paul Chris. Oh, Paul Chris. I always say he's the dude that uh, if 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 you ever could just close your eyes and, and look at somebody that would be in their garage making things out of wood, that's him. <laughs> okay. But I like him as a coach. I think he fits Wisconsin. Um, like I get, like I keep saying, there's not a bad coach in the Big Ten. You got the best coaches with, I think, the best players, if not the best players, very close to the best players. That's what makes so makes it so hard winning in this league. Who who's the best offensive coach? Uh, I guess you got to say Ryan Day because they got the best offense. I mean, you got the best players and the best offense, so you got to you know you. I guess say Ryan Day. Can you say that defensively? Who's the best defensive team? Oof. Well, I guess what I'd probably say just off the top of my head, yeah. I would say, I guess Jim Leonard. You know the defense coordinator from Wisconsin. Yeah. You know you could do that or Iowa. I guess I'm. I'm just. I don't. I mean I'm not really. 
I like Shenander though. And Ginobili, it's not I like Shenander. Well, I like Shenander though, well. so I got to throw him in there. So I wouldn't can't just say one, right? I would say my three: Shenander, Leonard. Let me think here, because you're making me now. You're making me think. Um, then I have a tie between Iowa and Michigan's defensive coordinator. Okay. All right. Quarterbacks in the Big Ten Conference. Receivers in the Big Ten Conference. Who has the best ones? Mm-hmm. Is it Ohio State? Oh, with, Ohio State with, got, the with the they, they got the best. They but, got the best. They got the best. They got the best skills in, in the Big Ten. But who's next? Heck, if I don't know, I don't see all these teams. I don't know. Um, well, you know who you would want to run up on. <laughs> I'd run up on any of them. But, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think every team has like one or two guys. I think, but I just think Ohio State has guys at every single position. Is because there was so, a time when Minnesota w- may have been second. Michigan thought itself to be in the top group, but I'm not sure that's the case now. Well, I, well, Michigan's top two receivers got hurt. Minnesota's receiving. Indiana's court. quarterback got hurt. Yeah, so. it, yeah, and then you know that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like mix and match. You got to throw Adrian in there as a quarterback. Um, you know, quiet is kept. Michigan State's receivers are pretty good, and you know, and don't and you know their running back is the real deal. Right. Quarterback's a little suspect. Penn State has Dotson. He's he's legit. Um, Indiana has. Uh, Folkhauser or whatever his name is, he's I mean he's legit, you know, and so there's guys that you know everywhere. So you know, but I just think Ohio State has has top rated guys at every single position. Is is the play of the year going to be from Ohio State, Michigan State, or anywhere else? And put everybody uh, else in Walker the third should be the player of the year but if if Ohio State wins the Big Ten Conference you think Stroud could have the kind of performance to move through if he does it's you know it's because he's there but the best the, the MVP of the league is is Kenneth Walker the third right so that 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 plays into effect right is and is he the Heisman front runner he's been the most consistent and they're undefeated uh if they could if they can to continue to you know bust out victories and he's hitting guys up, hitting teams up for 120, 25 yards. I mean, he hit Michigan's Michigan's defense for two bills. He's got to win that. I don't know who else would. I mean, you could say the guy from Oklahoma, yeah, but I mean, he's he, you know he didn't start the whole season. Right. I mean, granted, he's played some and he's had some memorable plays and he's done some great things. But the overlooked production that he's doing, considering that when everybody gets off the bus, that's the first thing that they're thinking about is stopping him. And they ain't stopped him yet. Nobody stopped him yet. Can Michigan State win the Big Ten Conference? They would have to beat Ohio State to get mm-hmm. in there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. If they get it, if they beat Ohio State, then yeah. Can they beat Ohio State? I'm sure. I mean, yeah, they could if they can if they can run the ball, control the clock. I think. I mean, look, Michigan State ain't they're, for them to come back from 16 down against Michigan. They got they got a little bit of heart, so they so playing Ohio State they ain't, they ain't they ain't gonna blink twice. Tonight you get the 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 first look at the, the the playoff pool. Who do you think are the top four, maybe top six of the country? Who are the ones that are at the top of the pyramid tonight? 
Georgia, obviously. Bama. Michigan State's got to be up there. Um, Oklahoma, reluctantly. They even they just haven't. I mean, they're up undefeated, so that's the four. Ohio State, for sure. And then after that, I don't really know. No Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati for sure. Yeah, Cincinnati. Okay. It'd be interesting where Alabama and Cincinnati is at. Yeah, but you kind of think that they wouldn't want Alabama to play Cincinnati. So the no, season... Cincinnati don't want to play Alabama. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, Cincinnati's undefeated. Oklahoma's undefeated. Georgia's undefeated. Mm-hmm. Right, and Michigan State's undefeated. So you think those got to be your top four, right? But you you never know because Alabama could be in there. Yeah, I, to to look at it and go okay, they just I think people I, I like Cincinnati. They've, Cincinnati's done everything they need to do for a team outside of the Power Five mm-hmm. to be in there, and they and if they continue, they should be in there. If they continue to win, they're in. You think simple? They, they should. Yeah, okay, I'll ask you this: if 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 Cincinnati and Oklahoma plays, who do you think wins? Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, you got Oregon as an outsider. You got Notre Dame as an outsider, kind of peeking in over the fence to see how this thing plays out. But I think, look, if Cincinnati burps, it's over. You, you got yeah, it's over. Yeah, they're not getting in and a loss. But I don't know. I mean, Oklahoma. I mean, Cincinnati. Offensively, they aren't as explosive as Oklahoma. There's been times they look like they've struggled offensively. Can the Big Ten Conference get two teams into the playoffs? Depends on how the records end up. If it, if So, if both Michigan State and Ohio State finish with one loss, and Michigan State's loss is only in the Big Ten Conference game. So, they're undefeated going into the Big Ten Conference. Well, Big couldn't because then they would have been Ohio State and Ohio State would have two losses. Well, they had to beat Ohio State once, right? Yeah, and Ohio State already lost to Oregon. Okay, so but that was out of conference. So whoever wins that their, their head-to-head, when is their head-to-head game? Are they playing each other? Yeah, it's got to be soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that might make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then you, we think that, that, that Alabama gets in even with one loss. Yeah. yeah. If, if the rest of them stay undefeated, uh, I'm not sure they, that, that works. I don't know. I ain't trying to see uh, Oklahoma in there. I've seen that movie, and I'm and, and I'm trying. To, I don't want to see. Sorry, Cincinnati. I don't want to see Cincinnati in it. Right? You don't then, want to see Cincinnati? Cause, no, because then you end up with two Ohio teams in it, and that's just unbearable. That's no, so just going to be too like much. Ohio. No, that's just. I got too many Ohio friends that that would be too much. Like that would just be too much. Like they don't. <sighs> you ever been around Bengals fans when they do well, or Reds yeah. fans? Yeah. They're not they're not nice people when they're winning. No. So if you got both you got two Ohio teams in there, they're used to throwing all their chips in if it's Ohio State. If <laughs> both of them there, we're gonna have to fight. I'm gonna have to fight hey, some people. <laughs> Jamie Burrow played with me and his brother Joe Burrow. Yeah. He was all over uh social media talking about who they he ain't saying nothing after no. them jets after them jets no. dug up in that butt. You lost to the Jets. Bad too. Like it, you gave up four hundred. Yeah, passing. You gave up four hundred. That does. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can. I don't think I can stand two Ohio 
teams in playoffs. Well, there's a lot of pressure on Cincinnati because if they go in there and get the brakes beat off them, you know, people hold that against them, another team in the future. Well, but this is the thing. Andrew just said, you know, Cincinnati would have two losses in the Big Ten, but they're not. They're not. Like, that's what everybody said about UCF. They're not taking any losses. You know, they're not taking any wins from Scott Frost. So, how do you how do you pitch that? Like, how does that work? If they are undefeated, they're in, right? I mean, that should you be. You would think that they would be in. But, but they're not going to be in with one loss. Cincinnati? Yeah. No. I'm sorry, no. Wow. Nope. Wow. That's the point. That's the problem. That, they're, they're all facts. Okay. That's what you got to do. Okay. All right. We'll throw it to break. We'll come back. Hey, call now. I got Nick Trivia. Nick Trivia. Call now. 464-5685. Got him. Look at him. He got that little <laughs> smirk. Got him. He thought he was just smooth through the day. Smooth through the day. Got him. 464-5685. Call in now. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.